Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness How-To Podcast. In today's how-to, I'm going to teach you how to warm up. So if there was one thing I wish I did differently when I look back at my fitness career, whether it's as an athlete or as a coach, was I wish I spent a little more time on warm-up. When I started out, warm-up was everything. I mean, I was working with teams. So working with teams, everything started with some form of dynamic warm-up, sports-specific warm-up, but warm-up was just key. And as I transitioned into the personal training world, which personal training is just a hotbed of neurosis and psychosis anyway, it was very much like, hit the treadmill, go for five minutes and then get off the treadmill and then let's go lift some weights. So there was a duration there for some mysterious reason where I didn't focus as much on warm up as I used to. So I wish I could go back and that would be one of the things that I would have changed right off the bat. When I went into the PT world, I would have spent more time on warming up myself and warming up clients, but I can't change that. Hopefully I can change it for you though, moving forward, whether you are a PT or you are just a fitness enthusiast who likes to work out. So why warm up? Warming up is going to prepare your body for what you're about to do. Warming up is going to prevent you from getting hurt. Warming up is going to set your psyche and your nervous system for what's about to happen. So when we do a warm up, there's three points that we want to remember every time, three goals we want to attain. The first one is you want your nervous system to be prepared for the activity it's about to do. So we have different nervous systems. We have a parasympathetic nervous system. We have a sympathetic nervous system. One is all fired up. Let's get ready to rock and roll. And one is very calm and relaxed. So at different points in time, you need to be tapping into a different nervous system. So when I go to the gym to work out, if I am very calm and relaxed, and I'm going to go and do some heavy lifting, I might not want to do that. I might want to be in a little bit more fired up or a sympathetic nervous system. So in that scenario, one easy way to go from parasympathetic, which is calm to sympathetic, which is a little bit more fired up is by changing your breath and your breathing patterns. So long, slow breaths can really relax the body. Shorter, faster breaths can then fire it up and switch your nervous system. So not only do I want to be changing my breath to tune my nervous system to the activity, I want to tune my nervous system to the movements I'm going to be doing through the nerves. So the way I can do that is by actually stimulating movement patterns. So if I'm going to be doing a workout that involves a lot of knee flexion, hip flexion, then in my warm up, I want to be doing some of those movements as well, rather than just going and grabbing the bar and diving into it. So in that scenario, I'm going to want to have good mobility. So I want to be mobile to move and stable to train, but I still need to be able to get into the positions the workout requires. 
So if my workout does require some knee flexion, hip flexion, some internal rotation or external rotation, as I mobilize, I want to make sure I can do those positions. So not having a workout or not having a plan is going to affect that. So you want to know what you're going to be doing before you go into the gym and then make sure that your warm-up addresses that. So as I mentioned before, if those are the movement patterns or the, the joint positions I need to be in, then I have to be able to get there. So in that scenario, sometimes some mobility is required. So mobility can be soft tissue specific, can be joint distraction specific, it can be movement specific to get into those positions. So for example, if I need to do some squat variations of the day, say front squat, and I've been sitting all day long and my hips are all bound up and my ankles are all jacked up. And then I go to do a body weight one and I'm just, I don't have the range of motion that's required to do the activity. I might wanna choose some mobility drills, techniques that would allow me to get into those positions. So a test retest is a phenomenal way to do that. So if I can't go into a squat pattern without folding forward, and then I grab a lacrosse ball and I address some soft tissue in my lower limb, my tibialis anterior, my shin. Then I do some joint distraction techniques at my hip and maybe at the ankle as well, trying to move that talus bone to allow dorsiflexion or bending of the ankle to happen more freely. Then I retest by going into a squat pattern and I can do that. Hey, it worked. But I'm then going to start loading it. So I don't want to just be super flexible and then dive right into a hard workout. I still want to be stable. So if my nervous system is in a sympathetic mode, if my mobility is there for the joints required for the movements I'm going to be doing, I now want to stabilize them. So you can stabilize the joints through multiple ways. Essentially, you want to spend some time in there, do a little bit of movement, and then increase the load, which would then increase the neural drive as you prepare to lift heavier. So let's say I'm going back with that squat pattern. I'm doing a front squat. I've just mobilized my hips and my ankles, and I can now get into the right position. Then I want to slowly increase the load and the time that I'm there. So I love programming for clients and myself pauses in different ranges of motion. So if it's a front squat, we might start off with a kettlebell goblet squat and have them squat a quarter of the way down, pause, and then focus on where's their center pressure foot, focus on where's their brace, focus on where's their knee and their hip, and then go a little bit lower and then have them pause again and then go a little bit lower and have them pause again, and then come up and pause, come up and pause. Then I would increase the load. I might then give them a barbell, have them do the same thing. From there, I might just have them tempo with a little bit more weight and have a pause in the bottom. From there, I might just add more weight and put a pause in the bottom. From there, I might just add more weight and have them actually go into the actual movement. Every set is now a warm up of stability for the movement that they need to be able to do. So again, just to recap, when it comes to warming up, we want to start the client off or ourselves and get our nervous system in the right position. Then we want to mobilize the joints required or the movement patterns required to do the exercises. If it's a lot of lower body stuff that requires hips and ankles to move, that's probably where we're going to spend some time. <clears throat> if it's upper body, it's probably going to be at the shoulder and the thoracic spine. Then once we've increased some range of motion there, we then want to be able to stabilize it. So either doing positional isometrics or positions of stability where we hold and or increasing load as we go through it, we're gonna be a little bit more stable to train afterwards. Now there's other things that we can do with like the end range of a movement pattern by creating some points of stability there. 
So an example is, let's say I'm gonna do some overhead pressing. And as I warm up, my flexibility is good. So I can get my arm in the right position. That's no problem. My arm goes up overhead. But in that overhead position, it just doesn't feel super stable. So I want to go right to a barbell and hold it overhead and then, and then do some positional isometrics in the overhead position. I could, but I might want to even take a step backwards. And what I could do is I could think about who needs to be stable in those positions, which muscles really need to be stable to help the glenohumeral joint, the scapula all stay in position of strength rather than position of weakness. So what I could do is I could do some movements that actually have my arm out in that position, but unloaded. So I could be doing a prone Y or a prone T. When I'm in those positions, I could put isometric holds. My body will recognize that it's very safe. I'm not lifting anything heavy. And knowing that it's safe, it's going to increase its neural drive and its confidence. So then I start adding more load. It gets a little bit better. Then I go to something like a barbell and my body's good to go. So to recap again, when you're warming up or how to warm up, first off, you gotta have a plan for your workout. If you don't have a plan for your workout, go back to the grocery store, you may have left it there. You gotta have a plan. What am I doing for my workout? Then you gotta think about the movement patterns you're gonna be doing in the workout. We have to have our nervous system tuned to the activity. We then have to have the mobility for the activity. We then need to add the stability for the activity. So we have to pick specific things for what we're going to be doing. When we're choosing mobility and stability, it has to be individualized and for the movement pattern. If someone fails a Biton score, where doesn't fail, so if someone has a low Biton score, which means that they have no hypermobility and they might actually be quite tight, when they come into the gym, they might want to spend more time on mobilizing joints. They might be walking in the gym already in a sympathetic nervous system. They're already fired up. So that's what makes them cause a lot of tightness and stiffness throughout their body. So you may want to actually start off with someone there doing some slow tempo diaphragmatic breath techniques to flip them from sympathetic to a little bit more parasympathetic so that their tissues relax, which would then allow them to get into the proper movement patterns or proper positions for exercise. So then you might have someone else who comes in and they might be hypermobile. They got a gymnast background. They can put the thumb on the inside of the hand. They can do the gold member with the legs. And then all of a sudden they're gonna go into some heavy trap bar deadlifts. So an exercise that does not have a great range of motion, but it is a lot of load just based on the implement you're gonna be using. That client might not need to do any mobility. Instead, they would probably do better doing a bunch of stability in their warmups and not at crazy extreme ranges. It's going to be at less of a range to prep them for the activity they're going to be doing. <clears throat> when it comes down to warming up for activity, step one, you got to have a plan. Step two, you got to choose your mobility and stability because they work together. And some people need more of one and some people need less of the other. If you found this to be informative at all, please share with one friend um, or you can comment below something you learned from this or what you're gonna to plan to do on your next workout, that would be greatly appreciated. So 10 minute how to warm up. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.